0: friends and welcome to the happy hour jamie ivy podcast i'm your host jamie and i'm so excited that you're here every week i invite a girlfriend to join me on the show and we chat about the big things in life the little things in life and everything in between i want to thank one of today's sponsors and that is lily jade lily jade creates gorgeous leather diaper bags that serve double duty as your go-to tote mother of two megan wood created this line to be with you through every season of motherhood and womanhood Each tote is easily converted to backpack carry and comes with a removable and washable 12-pocket organizer. These timeless full-grain leather bags will serve you well beyond the baby years. Lily J. Totes are perfect for play dates and dinner dates. They carry all your precious baby items and handle work needs like laptops and hobby essentials like camera with ease. Guys, go to lily-j.com. Due to a successful Mother's Day promotion, many of their most popular bags are now on pre order at a special discount price. So, you're definitely gonna wanna check out their website today. Guys, you're listening to episode number 141, and my guest is Amber Newberry. Amber lives in a dreamy part of Colorado with her husband and four kids. She runs the blog and YouTube channel for Beautiful and Beloved and is passionate about helping women know that they are just that beautiful and beloved. Amber has walked through severe trauma in her life, been through healing, still in healing, and she wants women to know that they too can walk the road of healing. I want to let you know that the first half of our conversation might not be suitable for children and could be a trigger for anyone listening that has experienced sexual abuse and or an abortion. Amber shares how her healing has taken place throughout the past 12 years of her life. She also explains to me what holy yoga is. And when we recorded this, my allergies were through the roof crazy And so she told me what oils I needed to use to fight those nasty allergies. Friends, my prayer for you in this episode is that you hear Amber's words about your worth and that they are true, not because Amber says them or even because I say them. But guys, I pray that you hear the words about your worth um, and believe them because God who created you, he says them to be true. Also, guys, I have some fun news about the summer. All right, summer is around the corner. If you don't know that, hello, wake up. It's May. It's the middle of May, people. We're doing a happy hour book club and I promise that you're gonna wanna be a part of this. We're gonna choose a new book each month and we're gonna read it together and we're gonna talk about it in our private Facebook group and then we're gonna have an actual book club night at my house with the author of that book. We're calling it our happy hour book club. Guys, we're thankful to Noonday Collection for making this summer book possible. At the end of this episode, I'm gonna tell you how you can join, who our first author is and anything else you need to know. Just know this, I cannot wait to read with you guys this summer. All right, guys, here is my conversation with Amber. Hey, Amber, welcome to the happy hour. Hi, how are you? I am doing fabulous. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited that you're here. Um, and this is going to be exciting for me, too, because we've never met. And so those are some of my actually favorite shows because I get to actually be this Really curious person as well because I don't know much about you besides what you've told me online. So I'm super excited to talk with you today as well.
1: <laughs> well, good. I'm glad that's exciting for you.
0: Yay. Okay. So, Amber, <laughs> tell everybody uh, you're married, how many kids you have, where you live, what you do, all that kind of fun introduction stuff.
1: Okay. So, I am married. My husband um, was a pilot in the Air Force uh, active duty and now he is in the reserves. So he still flies. We live in southern Colorado in a little mountain town
0: sounds it, dreamy
1: it is super dreamy like we just walk to all the places but we're actually really close to the city uh, so it's the
0: best. what's the name of your town
1: it's called palmer lake okay so we live right across from like the actual lake You can uh, go fishing and take like non-motorized watercraft out <laughs> that sounds awesome it is it's so you guys live
0: there. there how many kids do you have
1: we have four kids They are in third grade, second grade, first grade, and pre-kindergarten.
0: All right. Are they – are you homeschooled? Are they public school, private? What's that look like? Mm
1: -hmm. They actually go to a charter school. Okay. uh, Which is like a public school, but like they wear uniforms and it's super like structured. They all like write in cursive.
0: Oh, I love it. We did charter school before we moved out to where we live now, and it was a great school for us. Mm -hmm. And they wore uniforms. And let me just tell you, I am such a fan of uniforms in school.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, I was too until this year because my second grader legit rips a hole in the knee of his pants every single day.
0: Okay, so there's that. That is true. Yes, that happened all the time. (laughs) And then you have to go buy the, you know. Yeah, because you you can't can't have patched you, holes in. no you're just gonna need to go to land's end because they make good pants and there's yeah. an ad for land's end uh <laughs> but out here at our new school and i know every kid's different for sure but i have one kid who all of a sudden is so concerned with like name brands and we just don't roll that way at our house i mean we just don't like it's not it's not important to me it's not important to aaron we've never like like i'll drive my car till it go- dies like you know just Certain things aren't big deals to us, but all of a sudden I noticed this in him and I think to myself, this never happened when everybody wore the same clothes.
1: Yeah. Oh, totally. Well, you know, shoes are kind of a big deal to like my third grader now.
0: (sighs) Well, mine are getting that way to one of them and we just roll like this. Like, here's how much we would spend on your shoes. Right? Because you're going to outgrow them (laughs) in two weeks. If you (laughs) need something above and beyond that, that, because you need it to say LeBron or whatever. (laughs) Then you're going to have to come up with your old, your own hard cash because mom and dad are not throwing it down. So yes. that's how we roll here at the Ivy House. Amen, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same. So I was just thinking about uniforms the other day. So, okay. So they're all in charter school. I love that. You guys live yeah. in um, Colorado. Yeah. Um, well, I'm super excited to chat with you today because one of the things that you um, talk about a lot and you even have it in your Instagram title and everything is about becoming the wounded healer. And when you told me that in an email a couple of weeks ago I just thought, man, those two words together, you just don't hear that very often. It's like this contradiction. Um wounded healer. What do you mean by that?
1: So, it's actually a book. It's um the name Let's, is escaping me. A wounded healer is the name of a book. And um I was for the last couple of years um been walking like this really intense kind of healing journey um a lot of traumatic things happened in my life that brought up old traumatic things and I just was kind of this mess I physically became a mess like I got diagnosed with three different autoimmune diseases like I was just I was a mess Mm. and um so in the walking through this journey I have been um just learning more about myself, learning about like what healing actually looks like and how it like will manifest in my body. And I am used to kind of being the mess when I go to things, you mm-hmm. know, like events. I like, you know, like big... um retreats and stuff like that. I'm always like the one sobbing on the floor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I went to, I became a holy yoga instructor and I was at the holy yoga um, instructor, like big retreat. And I was just waiting for like something to come up. I like had been doing this healing work and I really felt like I was in a really solid place with the Lord, but I also was like scared that I was going to go to this retreat and something was going to come up and I was going to be a mess. But Instead, I just found myself in this really incredible place where I could speak like life and truth and healing to other people who were there, who were going through their own stuff, and that's a new place for me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, a friend called me a wounded healer, and I, I just—it changed like my life, oh. <laughs> actually. And then she sent me the book, and then I just—it was amazing.
0: Okay, I just looked it up and it's a Henry Nowen book. Uh which yes. um my husband's a fan of him. So that looks like a great book and I'll have it to is. check that out. It um is. when I was reading that about you, it reminded me of this wonderful quote. Have you read the book Little Bee?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Oh man, one of my favorite books ever is Little Bee. But anyhow, there's this quote in this book, and I am not someone who remembers books like I read them and think oh I like it or I didn't but I don't really like remember so much about it but this one I can never forget this quote. Are you ready? I'm going to read it to you. Yes. Um because it reminds me of a lot of when I was reading about your story and what you want to do for women. Um and so it says this. Here we go. On the girl's brown legs there were many small white scars. I was thinking, do those scars cover the whole of you like the stars and the moons on your dress? I thought that would be pretty too and I ask you right here please to agree with me that a scar is never ugly. That is what the scar makers want us to think. But you and I, we must make an agreement to defy them. We must see all scars as beauty, okay? This will be our secret because take it from me. A scar does not form on the dying. A scar means I survived. (gasps) Isn't that so good? Oh, that's so beautiful. I have like never forgotten that quote about a scar does not form on the dying. A scar means I survived. And I thought about that quote when I was reading some information about you and just about how just how much that you've been through and how much you've survived and how much you are you have overcome and how much you are overcoming. So take me back to when did that journey of healing start for you and maybe even as much as you want? What what started some of that pain that led to the scars in your life?
1: Um, yeah, it is, it's been like a journey. Um, I would say I had this really kind of normal-ish childhood, <laughs> um, but really things—I grew up Catholic, and so I really—Catholicism um, is so beautiful for lots of people, but, like, for me, I really missed out on, like, what it was to have a relationship with Jesus. Like, I, I knew who Jesus was. I know what he did for me. I knew those things, but, like, like as far as me having a relationship with him, I didn't know that that was even on the table. Like, that was mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I, when things kind of fell apart for me, they fell apart and my faith kind of unraveled pretty quickly. Um, when I was 15, I was sexually assaulted by a classmate of mine. Um, and we had been at a house without any parents there. So like Mm -hmm. we were all someplace we weren't supposed to be. So when I told people about it, it was really just the kids who had been there with me and, um, None of them believed me.
0: Mm.
1: I didn't want to tell any adults because I didn't. I I had been someplace where I wasn't supposed to be. And I was worried about like what I would be like, what the repercussions of that would be. Mm -hmm. And so the kids didn't believe me like one or two of them did. But really, nobody believed me. And he Mm. had said he had said nobody would believe me. And it was just the beginning of kind of a real downturn of my life. I yeah. really started feeling like I had no voice. I felt like I had no power and that nothing I said or did really mattered and that people people didn't really love other people. I believe that that was kind of a lie,
0: mm. that
1: love was really a lie. And so I lived just a really promiscuous rebellious life. Mm -hmm. And I was just running down a real broken road. And when I was 19, it caught up to me and I was very drunk at a party and I was raped. And then I found out I was pregnant. So you got pregnant
0: from that?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And at the time, if you would have asked me um, if it had been rape, I would have said no, Mm -hmm. because I really felt like i deserved what had happened that night. Uh. And so it hasn't been until like my actual healing journey that I could recognize that that's what it was.
0: But, mm. um, do you think that happens for a lot of girls?
1: Yeah, I do. I really do.
0: And, and maybe I think even... it happens
1: for boys too. I think that there are mm. boys who have, um, taken advantage and, and, and been with girls where they would, girls would call it a rape and a boy would, would not maybe.
0: Mm. I think it happens both ways. And I wonder even if the the lifestyle that you were living, you said you were living a very promiscuous lifestyle. um, If that even led to you thinking, well, I probably would have done this.
1: Right. Well, I was mad at myself. Actually, I was really mad at myself for having said no. Mm. Um, Because I had made a deal with myself that like saying no meant nothing. So I might as well say yes and still Mm. keep my power. Mm. And in the instant... That night, I had been passed out, and so when I woke up and it was happening, my instinct was just to say no and fight to get away, Mm. and I was mad at myself for a very long time that I said no and allowed him to have my
0: power Mm. and to do it anyway. Mm. Did you work through that later on in life? Because it feels like that would be something that would come up later after you got through some healing already.
1: Yes absolutely. Yeah. It was definitely something I had to work on. Um, just, I mean, in the last couple of years is I've really come to a place where I could even talk about it and like not relive it, Mm. you know, and that night, um, I was very drunk and I had been drinking whiskey all night. And so then for years ever since then I haven't been able to even smell whiskey Mm -hmm. without crying or feeling sick and I actually did not even draw a correlation to the two things Mm. until I started my healing work and I realized like oh I was drinking whiskey that night like that
0: went hand in hand yeah in your brain and had developed this (laughs) connection
1: yep exactly
0: so Right now, this is like, this is a pretty heavy, I I don't think I've ever talked with anyone on the show about um, rape. Although I'm not assuming that anyone that's been on has never walked this painful journey. And we just never talked about it. So I I just want to stop right now. I'm sure that there, this could be kind of hard for someone to hear that maybe has been down this road. And I know that is, that is like a part of your calling in your ministry is to really, really uh, reach these women. And so before we even get into like, your healing or, um, your abortion or whatever else that might be like, Mm -hmm. um, if someone's listening right now and they're thinking this has happened to me, like what, what would you want to like say to her right away?
1: I'd want to say that, that this was not God's like, that this is not okay. That it's not okay that that happened to you. That you are a treasure and a gift and a precious, precious life, and what happened to you was not okay, and it was not your fault. And you are worthy of protection, and you're worthy of healing, and you get to ask Jesus where he was when that was happening to you. Mm-hmm. Like You get to sit with Jesus, and you get to pray about it, and you get to ask him, like, where were you when that happened? Because that is what healed me.
0: How did that heal you?
1: Um, so I did a thing called healing prayer, um, which is, looks different for lots of different folks. There's people who do like theophostics or transformational prayer. And so is a, we just call it healing prayer. But I sat with somebody um, who would hold space for me and would point me to Jesus. And we like walked back through memories like the rape and, Ask Jesus where he was when that was happening and um, what he was thinking or, you know, um, what he was doing when that, when those bad things were happening. And you, uh, um, as you walk back through the memory and you find Jesus, he's weeping with you or he's holding you or he's righteously angry for you. And, um Then when you go back and the next time you remember it, then your brain remembers it that way. Your brain Mm. remembers Jesus
0: in the memory. It's like, is it MDR therapy or? EMDR. EMDR. It's kind of like that. It is like that, yeah. So you're not necessarily saying like angry, shaking my fist, Jesus, where were you? You left me. But you're looking and saying, Jesus, where were you? And then your hope is to figure out that he was hurting with you, weeping with you. Right. Um, because okay. he's
1: always there. He never leaves you. Jesus never left you. He's always been with you. Hey, and, so that,
0: that makes sense. Yeah. I see that. I see that. Okay, so yeah. then did you tell anybody about that?
1: About my healing prayer or about the rape?
0: The rape. No.
1: No, because I would not have called it rape then.
0: I see. Oh, yes. You would have just I, thought this is just what happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just thought I earned it. He told me I had to finish what I started. So... I, my assumption was I had started something and not known Mm. what it was. And so I just let it go. Um, but then I found out three weeks later that I was pregnant.
0: Um, and you were 19 mm -hmm. away at college.
1: Yeah. Well, I was home for summer break.
0: Okay. So you find out you're pregnant and not even like realizing, I think that I was raped when this happened, but just finding out you're pregnant at 19, uh, a lot. Of, I mean, I would say a lot of people have walked through this. I mean, I've shared my story on other places and I found out I was pregnant when I was 19 as well. And what I mean. What is that like to be 19 pregnant, not even with the guy, because that's a whole nother scenario, right? Mm-hmm. So how did you handle that with your parents, with life? What did that look like for you?
1: <laughs> um, I didn't tell anybody. <sighs> oh, I told, you didn't No, I told zero people. I told my best friend. She was with me when I took the pregnancy test, and I called the abortion clinic the, like, next moment. Mm. Um, I, so would
0: you say that you were a Christian at this time?
1: Um, no. Like, I knew who Jesus was, and I um, was thankful for mm-hmm. what he had done on the cross. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I kind of had lived my life, like, as long as I say enough Hail Marys. like Right. I can get forgiven for things. This Uh was not something that like I expected to be forgiven from, but it was also like just not, it just wasn't something that I felt like I could do. I really, I really truly felt like bringing, like the lie I believed was that the child in my womb was doomed Mm -hmm. because I was trash. The boy whose baby it was, was also like a terrible human being. And like I, that the baby would go to foster care system. I had not been sober since the night it happened. So there had been lots of drugs and drinking. Mm -hmm. And I just convinced myself that like.
0: This was best.
1: This was best that I was actually like doing the world a favor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So you made an appointment and you had your abortion and then how many years later did you start following Jesus and start working through some of your healing?
1: Um, it was uh
0: five years later. Five years later. Okay. So this is where mm-hmm. I want I'd love to hear from you about what that looks like because it's it's like I'm I'm sure you could give me some statistics because you work with um some organizations that help women mm-hmm. um through do you do do you help women post abortive or
1: um, so I work with save the storks, which mm-hmm. my friend Ashley came on and talked to you. Yes. I uh-huh. Um, but they work with abortion minded women and post abortive. Okay.
0: So both. Okay. Yeah. I have a, a good friend of mine who, um, we serve together at a ministry capacity and, um, she has two, she's had two abortions and she does a ministry here for post abortive women. And she tells me all the time, she's like, you wouldn't believe it. There'd be women who are 65 years old, taking my class, who've Mm. never told a soul. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And they come in and they get so much healing and learn so much about themselves and like feel the love of God. Um, And then it's just, she just says, it's so sad to me about how long it took them to be able to be open to say something about it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think it's very, um, you know, Honorable and there are probably a lot of political discussions around abortion and and we'll just you know
1: <laughs> Well, i'm not interested in like the politics of it to be me, honest, neither.
0: We're interested in the healing of it Yeah,
1: i'm interested <laughs> in just like radically loving people so that they don't feel like that's what they need to go do You yeah, know, like yeah, when I got to the abortion clinic There there were protesters out front who were throwing trash at me.
0: Are you kidding me?
1: no But for me, that was confirmation. For me, they sent me into that clinic faster than anything else because I already knew I was trash.
0: Mm. You
1: know, like I already knew that they're throwing trash at me. Like I was like, yes, I am doing y'all a favor. I
0: cannot believe that.
1: Yeah. And so like Save the Storks, they meet women out front of abortion clinics with like a hug. Yeah. And a counselor who says, do you just want to see, like, an ultrasound? Do you just want to mm-hmm. see that? And, you know, like, 90% of women who see their babies on an ultrasound or hear the heartbeat choose life. Mm. And so, like, I'm not interested in, like, defunding or making it even illegal. I just am interested in just loving people radically so that that choice is not one that that is actually a choice, you know?
0: So do you remember the first time you actually started believing that you weren't trash? Yes. When was that? And what happened?
1: Uh, I was 24 years old and um, my boyfriend who I was living with decided that we should go to church. And like, that was so ridiculous to me. I couldn't, I was like, (laughs) we're not church people. Why? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do that. (laughs) Right, and he was like, "Well, I used to be a church person, and I just really want to go back. I feel like I need to go back." He'd been reading the Bible and stuff, and so we went back. We went to a church, and it was like a non-denominational Bible church. And I remember like hearing the gospel for the first time, and the pastor was super laid back, and he just was up there with his hand in his pocket, and he was like, "Like Jesus loves you." He loves you no matter what. And he died for you because you're his treasure and you're precious to him. And you've always been precious to him and you will always be precious to him. No matter what, no matter anything that you've done. And I was like, that cannot be true. You heard
0: that on your very first time.
1: Yeah. And then the second week we went, he said it again. Uh huh. And I was like, well, give me some of that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take a Jesus who'll forgive me and love me no matter what. Like, and then, and then I joined like 17 Bible studies,
0: Uh uh-huh.
1: right? Cause I was like, I'm fire. Yeah. But I'll never forget. I was in a Beth Moore Bible study and she said, she said, you have sinned, but you are not that sin. mhm. And it set me free. I wrote it in big, huge letters in the front of my Bible. <laughs> and that was it.
0: I Man, was hooked. That'll preach right there. Yeah. And uh, we can just like, I mean, as women, I think that we struggle with so many things and so many decisions that we might have made and so many insecurities and so many things. And that could just really like go over all of them. You mm-hmm. know? Oh, yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything.
1: Yeah. But that's not who you are.
0: Yeah, I know. I remember one time someone told me, in fact, it was my, you know, now husband. He said, you know, like, I, when I was telling him like everything about my life, he was like, man, you don't have anything to be ashamed of because that's really not who, those things aren't who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember that was kind of a life changing moment for me as well. It's just actually like, am I going to believe that I'm not these things now? Right. And, you know, and how how long ago was that for you?
1: So I was 24. Okay. when that happened. So that was 10, 12 years ago.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, so I want to talk about like what those, the past, like maybe even a couple of years have looked like with your healing, but I also want to know like this, like you're 12 years on the other side of that first like light bulb moment of going, maybe I'm not what these things say about me. Maybe I'm not this person. Maybe Jesus does love me. Maybe I am treasured and special and beautiful and beloved. Maybe I am all those things. And then throughout that 12 year journey, You get to where you can confidently today say, I am these things, right? And you can even, you know, mentor and encourage other women in those things. Um, But do you still have to fight those feelings sometimes? Uh, Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
1: All the time. Yeah. I call them like my, Hey Jesus moments where I have to just take a time out and say, Hey Jesus, Mm. (laughs) real fast. Here's what i'm hearing here's what i'm believing here's what i'm thinking about myself and I know it's not truth But I have nothing to replace it with So will you tell me something true?
0: And then you replace that with the truth. Yeah Because I think we believe sometimes what we feel is true Mm Mm-hmm because it feels true. It feels true. Yeah, and it feels like the only option sometimes as well Mm
1: Mm-hmm, you know, yes well, and I think that when you are, like, in relationship with people and, like, they say lovely things to you that you want to, like, be like, oh, but they don't actually know,
0: mm. like,
1: my stuff. Yeah. So then you don't really believe what, what they're, they're saying. saying. Yeah. Mm. So you, you need th- Jesus because he knows all your stuff.
0: Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> the first safe person you shared your story with?
1: Um. Yes. It's my friend Brandy Lee.
0: I think sometimes that is scary as well. So when you mm. shared your story with Brandy Lee, wh- how did she react? That made you feel safe.
1: Uh, well, she told me her story first. I see. So her so story then you felt is a like hard you one. could do it. Mm-hmm. And she just is one of those people who, like, when you're around, you just know. Like, you just know she's safe. You know mm-hmm. that she's loving. You know that she is no judgment in her heart. You know that she um, wants to care for you. And so, um, she had told me her story and then we went to Africa together. She runs a nonprofit in Africa called beauty for ashes, Uganda. Mm -hmm. And I was in Africa with her and then we came back. And when we came back, a bunch of my life started kind of falling apart and she was there for me, um, in a way that nobody else like, could be. She just was in there for me in a really like, I'm just gonna sit here with you and let you process.
0: Mm.
1: And then the more I processed with her, the more I went back to like these, these deep hurts from before that were coming back up. Cause I really thought I had found healing mm-hmm. from those things because I had forgiven. I had found forgiveness for myself. I had forgiven myself. And, um, but forgiveness is not like the whole journey it's it great. It's an important part. It's a big step, but that's not the whole journey. And so, um, when I was back, like processing through everything with her, it was, it was powerful for me.
0: Hmm. I, I, I've heard you say, I've seen you say before that you just want to give people the opportunity to go second. And I feel like that's what Brandy did for you. Yeah. Uh, As She went first. And so talk about that real quick about what does that mean for you to give people the opportunity to go second?
1: Yeah. So um, I've been speaking for the past year all over, just sharing my story and talking about healing. And um, all the time afterwards, women come up and share with me horrific Mm (laughs) stories of just abuse and um, trauma and bad things that have happened to them. And so one woman came up to me and she told me that I was giving Them, The Gift of Going Second. I guess it's actually a book (laughs) called The Gift of Going Second. Oh, is it? (laughs) It is, but I haven't read it yet. But so she told me that that's what I was doing, and uh, that was powerful to me because Mm. I recognize that that's true. So every time I ever speak with a women's group, I always ask that there be like some time afterwards where I just sit back at a back table or back corner. Um. So people can come tell me, come tell me all their Mm. things. Because, like your friend said, often it's the first time they've told anybody ever. I've had lots of women tell me things that they've never told anybody else.
0: So I remember one of the first times I ever shared parts of my story on my blog before I even had a podcast. Um, I had someone write me and say that they went to my church. They were married. Their husband was, you know, they were both highly involved at our church, and she'd never told him that um that they'd that she'd had an abortion. Um, and she just said, if you can say these things, then I can too. Um, and so it's that same kind of mentality of just giving people space to say, mm-hmm. hey, because here's the deal. I mean, the deal is, Amber, even though I've never had an abortion, let me tell you, my sin before God is grand. It is, <laughs> you know, it is unmeasurable. It is the worst in the world. And so for me to act like, though, I don't really have anything that is is awful is false because sin is awful you know like right we are yeah. all wretched before god without jesus and so i feel like sometimes it is like it's just such a special thing for a woman to be able to be comfortable with her pain and comfortable with what she's walked through because she knows that she's loved and she knows that she's beautiful and when she shares that like you are it gives other people around her the chance to say if she can feel this way about herself and know that god loves her And she's been through all this pain and trauma than I can as well. Yeah. Um, And so I think it's just really, really beautiful the way that you're setting up those opportunities for women around you um, to feel as though they're not alone. And I think that's what it is, right?
1: Oh, completely. Yeah. That's my passion. My passion is to just, (laughs) is to grab like all the women (laughs) and just say, you're beautiful and you're beloved. And that's the most true thing about you Mm. and everything else everything you've ever done like none of those things are your truth Mm.
0: guys today's show is brought to you by HelloFresh HelloFresh is the meal kit delivery service that makes cooking more fun so that you can focus on the whole experience and not just that final plate at the end each week HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes with step-by-step instructions designed to take around 30 minutes for everyone whether you're like this beginning cook or you're this seasoned home chef and you just need something to cook up on a short time. HelloFresh sources the freshest ingredients measured to the exact quantities needed so there's no food waste. HelloFresh employs two full-time registered dietitians on staff who review each recipe to ensure it's nutritionally balanced. HelloFresh delivers food to your doorstep in a recyclable insulated box for free. Basically, guys, HelloFresh gives you everything you need to make an amazing meal. And they're now offering light spring meals, and they just introduced breakfast options. It's basically less than $10 a meal. You cannot beat that. I personally have HelloFresh delivered every time Aaron's out of town, because you all know if you listen to the show that Aaron is our cook here. And I just need a little bit of help in the kitchen. And when HelloFresh sends me a really easy-to-follow recipe, and the ingredients are already the perfect amount that I need, and I just have to follow the directions... My kids rave about the meals that I make when Aaron's out of town. Thank you, HelloFresh, for helping me out with that. Guys, right now, there's a special offer to all you Happy Hour listeners. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, use the code JAMIEIV30. All right? JAMIEIV30. Guys, today's show is also brought to you by Kapari. If you're like me, the shelf space in your bathroom is just precious real estate. That's why I'm excited to introduce you to a line of beauty products that's as great at multitasking as you are. Kapari. These are products that moisturize skin and hair, smell great, but guys, listen, there's no sulfates, silicones, GMOs, or parabens. This is what we're all looking for. Instead, the Kapari products are made with 100% organic coconut oil. You guys know coconut oil can do everything, and this is what they're telling us as well. Kapari makes great products like coconut sheer oil, which is light and perfect as a facial moisturizer. A coconut balm for intense soothing and smoothing of super dry skin. I actually gave that to my mom for Mother's Day. A coconut crushed scrub that buffs you up beautiful. I used that the other day in the shower. A coconut body glow that gives you a natural all-over shimmer. And of course, their original coconut melt. Guys, just recently I took the coconut melt and I put it in my bath, a hot bath. I'm telling you, my skin, I felt it getting softer as I sat in the bathtub. It was amazing. And then I followed it up with a coconut body oil and then went to bed. And my skin, I woke up this morning in the morning and didn't even need lotion, no lie. I'm gonna throw both of those things in our summer bags this summer because my kid's skin, it gets so dry and Ashley was swimming in the pool. I'm just gonna spray him up with the coconut body oil. Kapari searched around the world for an oil of the highest quality with a great aroma and a non-gritty texture that you can apply from head to toe. But guys, say aloha to the best skin and hair of your life with Kapari. Go to kaparibeauty.com slash jamie to get 20% off your order. That's Kapari. K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com slash Jamie. And you're gonna get 20% off. You cannot beat that. All right, guys, here is the rest of my conversation with Amber. I was just just this week, I was volunteering with my girls at the jail. And one I of the love girls that
1: you do that, can uh, I just tell you?
0: <laughs> thank you. I love it so much. And sometimes my schedule gets chaotic and I have to miss a week or so, but it really is such a fill for me. Um, but a girl opened up this last week we talked about uh sex trafficking and addiction. Um, and a girl at my table opened up just about some horrific things that she has been through in her life. I mean, horrific. Um, and all I could say was just look at her and just say, I am so, so sorry. Like I am mm-hmm. so sorry. Um, and I'm wondering for you if someone's if someone sits down and shares hard things for them, like when you had to share hard things with people. Um, what are the responses that we as believers can give towards other women when they're finally willing to feel safe and open up with some of their, um, pain and trauma that they've been through?
1: Um, I really don't ever try to fix it for Mm -hmm. them. I um, am a huge proponent of being really silent, of just letting them speak and letting them feel the pain and not being scared of their pain but being willing to like sit in it with them. And then I just always affirm what they're saying. I always say like, that was not okay. Mm -hmm. That was not okay that that happened. And of course you acted this way. Like, of course your response was this because what happened was horrible or um, like, I'm just so sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry you experienced that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause there's not, you're like, you were right. Like there's not anything else that can or really should be said. Like no, they don't need a Bible verse. They don't need moment. to like, no, everything happens for a reason. Like they don't know. That's those not are hard
0: <laughs> things in those moments. Although <laughs> yeah. they may be true. They're hard right. in the moment. They yeah. don't want
1: to hear it right then. Yeah, They just want to hear that you are there and you're listening and that, and that you are not judging them.
0: Yeah. Well, I know that you probably agree with this. I'm a big component of people getting into seeing a counselor or therapy. Oh, yes. And so was that part of your journey as well? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yes. A lot of therapy.
0: A lot, a lot of therapy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, there is. Let me tell you, ladies, there's nothing wrong with seeing a counselor.
1: No. Oh, no, no
0: absolutely Mm-mm. not. Lots of Ivies in this house have been to counselors. So yeah, don't even <laughs> stress about that. There's no, <laughs> no shame in that game for sure.
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: Absolutely. One time we were at the counselor's office and our counselor was like um because just it was for like there were a bunch of families there that m- maybe it would know who we were through the adoption world and stuff like that. So oh, yeah. we're at the counselor's office and our sweet amazing counselor was like which is it okay if people see you here would you rather me bring you in the back door or something and we're like oh goodness gracious no. Listen <laughs> <laughs> If people don't know that we're in counseling, then we're doing something wrong. So uh, yeah, I that's, couldn't agree more. <laughs> that is the truth. Find a good counselor. And man, it's just, um, you know, if you're in Austin or whatever, I have, we have a counseling center that's through our church that just does amazing work and center for relational cares here that we are big fans of. So just really look around and ask your church people, you know, where they recommend. And I always recommend trying to find a counselor that's gospel centered. um, Just so that in the midst of all of, your pain and suffering, um, there's a constant kind of foundation of God and his love and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. that was my personal opinion coming out in the show right there. So that's,
1: you get to do that because I get to do that because
0: my name's on the show. So I can actually do whatever <laughs> I want. Right. Amber, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I run this thing. Um, okay. I have two random questions that I want to ask you about. The first is yeah. this. I am dying of allergies. Can you tell me what oils to use? Yes, girlfriend. <laughs> so um, my friend, Jamie Nato, is my oil person. So I could yes. text her, but she's probably so annoyed with me texting her these questions. <laughs> uh, uh, for everybody else that's dying from allergies, what do we do, Amber? Um,
1: You need lemon, lavender, and peppermint. And I have all have of all those. Of them. I do. Yeah, you do. So uh, here's what you do. You put them in a because you do Young Living because Jamie Nato does Young uh-huh. Living, right? Yeah, so put them in a little capsule, like an empty capsule. You can buy them at like Whole Foods, or you can get them from Young Living. Uh huh. And you put two drops of each lemon, lavender, and peppermint, and you take it every single morning.
0: Oh, I take I put it in the capsule and take it. Obviously, you said mm-hmm. capsule.
1: Yes, and then you can diffuse those. Three can I rub
0: it on my body anywhere?
1: Yeah, rub <laughs> it. Rub it all over your body. Diffuse it. <laughs> do all those things. Also, if your nose is really super runny, I put some lavender like on my finger and press it to the roof of my mouth.
0: Mm. It's magic. I, okay. so did you Say it one more time. Lemon, lavender and peppermint. Okay. I have all of those. So yeah. I do peppermint every night when I go to sleep
1: to help your digestion,
0: um, to help me sleep. Lavender. Does yeah. that help me? Yeah. And yeah. then I do peppermint in my water. Mm-hmm. that's my new favorite thing in the entire it's world It's delicious right it's the best I You agree. have to have a glass cup make sure everyone knows right. that right yes. Yes. yes yes um and so and sometimes I do lemon in my water too um I do hot lemon
1: water every morning that's really yummy
0: I've heard that's really good for you mm-hmm. it is yeah do you do apple cider vinegar too are you one of those people
1: I do use apple cider. My husband cannot handle the smell of vinegar at all, uh-huh. like gives him the dry heaves. So okay. I only do it when he's not.
0: <laughs> do you do like a like a shot of it?
1: Yeah, Um, with water. You yes, yes. Like, straight. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah I water. did when, <laughs> when Jesse R.T. was on here. She <laughs> talked about it. And so, oh, I wish I still had these videos because I texted them to her and she was dying. So <laughs> I forgot. I mean, I didn't understand that you do it. Uh, with water I thought literally you took a shot oh girl so I had was all my kids and myself <laughs> and we did videos and it was hilarious but it was <laughs> awful and I texted her all the videos and she's like uh weirdo you've got to put in water <laughs> I so wish she still had them because that's amazing oh my gosh so amazing anyhow I know that's that amazing. has health benefits as well okay it's so amazing. I'm going to try to remedy this for myself and my son who's struggling with allergies
1: yes Yeah, and lemon also is a detoxifier. So it detoxifies like the cells in your body and your liver, it detoxifies your liver and your liver is actually where you hold a lot of kind of like anxiety or grief and things like that. So if you are somebody also looking, yeah, to heal from trauma, um, just some support, some extra support, put some lemon in your water.
0: So I want to do the hot lemon thing. And so I can just boil water. Mm Mm-hmm. And then put some lemon drops in it.
1: Yep. And if you don't like that, you can also add some honey if you don't like the straight lemon. But I really do.
0: I bet my kids would like that in the morning, too. They would feel like they're drinking coffee.
1: My daughter does every morning, too. Yep. That's exactly how she feels. Fancy.
0: Well, us (laughs) Ivies might have to try that over here. (laughs) I bet it would help my husband's voice because he's a singer. Oh, totally. Yeah, you should do it.
1: It's great. And it's like it tastes good. And it's like my coffee. And it keeps me from I actually don't feel hungry after like if I drink that in the morning I can go a couple hours before I eat breakfast Mm. which I like to do I like to wait and have a late breakfast do you drink coffee I don't so that's really funny I like just discovered that I actually don't like coffee
0: wait have you been drinking it and then you (laughs) had a revelation
1: yes
0: (laughs) so how, how did you like it when you used to drink it
1: uh, I liked it with a lot of cream in it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> with a lot of, like, flavored creamer yeah. in it. Yeah, And so then when I started, like, trying to get healthier. Cut back on that, yeah. I was like, oh, it turns out I actually hate coffee. But, like, That's I'm hilarious. a huge tea fan.
0: Huge. I was a late coffee drinker, like, after our, when our second child came home is when I started drinking coffee. And then now I still drink it every morning, but I can drink it black.
1: Yeah. Oh, I can't.
0: I know. Well, the, I only did that. I used to be like you. Like it was really kind of milky, and mm-hmm. um, and then I cut try to cut back on all that sugar intake and all the like bad stuff. And I mean, I it's know. like it's really bad for you. It's um, so so it's so bad for you. So I tried to. I don't want to like make someone feel bad, but I know. <laughs> um. So I tried to cut back on it, and then when I did Whole 30 last year, is when I completely cut it out and.
1: And went Pinky
0: to black blood. but
1: yeah. you know, know like you can get tea that has caffeine in it that like tastes good
0: well I like the taste of coffee so you I'm do. perfectly fine <laughs> yes <laughs> I guess I've I've acquired it over the years yeah yeah yeah. but I'm gonna do the lemon water I've been saying that for a while and I used to do it because um my friend Amy from the Bobby Bones show that was on here she does that and she's like healthy and beautiful and skinny and so I just want to do whatever she does <laughs> Uh, okay, the other thing I want to talk to you about is um, holy yoga. Yeah. So oh. I, um, I'm one of my good friends here. Um, Jen teaches a yoga class. I saw class. you. Yes, I, saw I went. You
1: go to yoga.
0: So I went. I went to Jen's class, and I didn't die. And yeah. then my friend Noel invited me to her class, and literally, Amber, I thought I was going to pass out because I had eaten a really small breakfast, and I think I got too hot. I really was do. Was it hot yoga? Yeah, it was. Oh. And I was sitting there. And I'm a pretty like, like competitive person. So I was thinking, I think I'm about to go out. Like I'm about to fall. <laughs> is it worth interrupting and leaving, <laughs> or can I like? Do I want to save myself, or out? can I can I work it through it? And I, I think I got down into whatever you call that thing when you child's pose, <laughs> and I made it. Like I made it through the class, and I actually really really liked it. So it's <laughs> a new thing for me. But what makes yoga holy? <laughs>
1: So holy yoga is um, like the brainchild of Brooke Boone. God gave it to her several years ago. And she it's just yoga that focuses on Jesus. Got it. And, like you focus on the Holy Spirit within you. And um, that's where your focus is while you're practicing instead okay. of anything else. So.
0: My friend Jen that teaches, um, she's a believer. And so when she was doing it, it's like, I guess like, This is normal, right? I've only taken two classes, so I don't know what's normal. But she was like telling us, like, relax and think and pray. And I'm not kidding, Amber. I think I must have been, like, a hard week or something. I started crying. That's super normal. (laughs) Like, I feel like I got – I don't slow down a lot, you know? I think I just work, 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 work. Kids, 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 kids. kids. You know, like, that kind of thing. And getting still and silent, I started crying in the oh, middle yeah. of this yoga class for my very first time. And All no time. one saw me because I was like I was controlled. I wasn't like but I just really thought, wow, is this what happens when I slow down and just think?
1: Well, you know what it is? Like so holy yoga's been a huge part of my like trauma healing. Um because when you go through like really big hurts or really big traumas, you're you separate from your your mind separates from your body, separates from your spirit. Um, those things become separate things because in order to protect you when you're going Mm, through something. It's like Um,
0: self-preservation at its highest. Yes. And it's
1: it's good at the time, but then it's not good. And then it's causing damage. And Mm -hmm. so yoga is an incredible way. It's like it's yoking together your mind, your body, and your spirit Mm. and um, your breath. And so breath and spirit in like every like in every religious context Mm -hmm. are one and the same. So like in the Hebrew, like the word for breath is the same as the word for spirit. Mm. And so like when you bring your breath into your body and you're conscious of those two things working together, you're bringing your spirit into your body and you're connecting those things. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of times you open up, Whatever you've been holding on to, and so mm. people weep. Apparently, go, I did open up something. The time it happens all the time.
0: Well, that's all interesting. Time. And you know, I'm I'm thinking, I like I understand um, the language you use for trauma and the self preservation stuff a little bit not from a personal stance, but just having kids that have, have that oh, are yeah, kind of in sure. hard places before they joined our family. Mm-hmm. Like even how you just mentioned that, that separation, that it's good at the moment because it helps you, like it keeps you safe in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then it can turn bad. I can see that with one of our kids just really like just struggling to, to love and attach. And that would have been a preservation thing, you know, yeah. and totally. then now it's hard. So I I was just thinking that (laughs) I should bring my kids to yoga. You
1: should. I will
0: tell you this. The breathing thing was so hard for me. Oh, yeah. Because I'm trying to concentrate on how to put my leg in the right spot. But then I have to do it at the same time I exhale. And I was just thinking, (laughs) this takes practice because I cannot breathe when you tell me to breathe.
1: Yes. Well, you know, there's um, I also sometimes work with people just on breath. So like we just work on breathing because that's true. That's hard. It's hard. It is hard. That's like a, it's like a advanced step in it. But if you could just lay on the floor and, and consciously breathe into spaces of your body, you get the same kind of Mm. benefits without losing your concentration or falling over on
0: people. That's awesome. And some of our kids are kind of like, um, like we call it, flip the lid. Like that, just a literal like term. Uh, not literal. There's no lid that flips, but it's common when you're when you're operating out of a part of your brain that is not healthy for you to be operating out of. I don't you're a hijacked. I think is what some people yes. call it. I'm yeah. sure there are greater <laughs> names for what I'm saying, but we say flip the lid. Perfect. Um, but we do. We talk about breathing, like mm-hmm. to get yourself back to where um, your body is responding in a correct way. We're like, okay, let's take some deep breaths. And, you know, I have a friend who has a son who's on the autism spectrum and they do that all the time. Okay, let's get our breathing back down where it needs to be. And so I hear you. I don't really understand it, but I trust you because you're a holy yoga instructor. (laughs) Well,
1: it's like there's something, what's it called? It's like a heart breath, like the ways that they like coexist with one another, like your heart beats in time with your breath Mm. and like the more off kilter that is, like the more you um, are apt to kind of lose it. Oh,
0: Um,
1: yeah. So interesting. Yeah. So it is like, that's a real thing and they really work with trauma survivors all the time and keeping their breath and heart beating, like moving together.
0: I I love how, like the God of the universe created our bodies that we can like help ourselves in times of distress. Yes. It's oh, beautiful. So good. Um, okay. Amber, what are three things you're loving these days?
1: Um, my three things that I'm loving these days are my final Fridays.
0: What is so, that?
1: So we stole it from the Air Force. When we used to be in squadrons, they used to have like big squadron parties on the last Fridays of every month.
0: What is a squadron?
1: Uh, like when you are flying, it's just your little crew, like all the pilots that are okay. in the yeah squad. Okay.
0: Your squad, I got yeah, it. Squad. I got it. I'm with you. Okay.
1: So, um, since we've not been in the air force for several years now, like we kind of miss that, and so in 2017 we decided that the last Friday of every month we were gonna have like a Newberry Final Friday. So we invite everybody. Like, and literally. what do y'all do? Everybody comes to our house. We have like a theme like Mexican food or breakfast for dinner or whatever. And everybody brings food and some drinks and we hire babysitters and it's just a big, it's adult only. No, we hire babysitters to keep the kids in a
0: different (gasps) part of the house. That sounds (laughs) magical.
1: So you can bring your kids, but they'll be in the other side. Yeah.
0: Fully taken care of.
1: Taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's amazing. It's been so fun. I love that. Final Fridays. Yeah. I mean, like, just legit everybody we know. I love it. So it ends up being always these like crazy
0: groups of people, Mosh you know, of like, people, which is fun.
1: Yeah, it is fun, and your friend
0: groups like collide, and you mm-hmm. get to like introduce people, and it's yep. cool. yeah. That's how marriages are developed. Single yeah. friends meet right. single friends. Yep. Totally. Yeah,
1: so I love that. I love that it's lacrosse season right now because my boys play lacrosse. Oh, we have that
0: story. here. Okay.
1: I love to watch lacrosse. It's my favorite thing to watch.
0: I've so, never, ever seen a lacrosse game. I couldn't even tell you <laughs> one rule about it.
1: I, well, I was, my kids just started last year, so I'm okay to it, but like, it is so fun to watch lacrosse. Like it is a fun sport and okay. it's high active and
0: oh, it's I'll so take cool. your word for it.
1: Yeah. So I'm glad it's lacrosse season. Cause I'm, enjoy that very much. And what was my third thing? Oh, I was going to say the Enneagram. I'm, Recently obsessed with the Enneagram. What are you? I'm a nine.
0: got to take you? this test. I took it a long time ago. I took it on a trip. I went to Still Hope with a bunch of people and we all took it. And um, my friend, probably if I called her right now, she'd be able to tell me exactly what I was, but I can never remember what I am. I'm going I need to take it. Can I do it online? Yeah, you totally can. Yeah. And Richard
1: Rohr has a cool book out about it. And then there's a book called The Road Back to You. That is on the Enneagram and they also have a podcast.
0: Okay. Like all that. about that? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. All they
1: do is Enneagram stuff.
0: Hey. Well, <laughs> Christy Chowning, if you're listening, <laughs> tell me what I am. Uh, okay. what are you, are you a reader? I am a reader. Yeah. Okay, what have you read lately that you love? Um,
1: I'm in the middle of two books right now. Okay. So one is called The Body Keeps the Score, which is all about like trauma in your mm-hmm. body. Okay. And so it's so fascinating. It's the most incredible book, but it's super heady. So I need a okay. little.
0: Yeah, a little space.
1: Yeah. Um, and then the other book I'm reading is called Boundless, which I guess is also super heady. So I don't Who's, know what I'm doing to myself. Who wrote that? Brian Bishop wrote okay. Boundless. And it is life-changing. It's incredible. Wow. It's okay. About, um, it's about followers of Jesus who like don't call themselves Christians. They are like Hindus and Muslims and Buddhists who live in that culture and grew up that way, but then they discover Jesus. And so they use all of their knowledge of what religion looks like, which is either Hindu or, you know, and they Mm -hmm. follow Jesus and they worship Jesus and God and read the Bible, but they still identify as all those as Muslims or
0: whatever and it's really really fascinating that would be totally fascinating i kind of don't get it
1: oh it's yeah because you're at first you're like what yeah read how they do stuff and you're almost like oh my gosh that's like how the first church did stuff like
0: wow are they trying to evangelize other people
1: yeah they well they do they do but um and they're a lot more successful
0: Uh than
1: um you know an outsider Say, like, you have to be, you have to call yourself a Christian and you have to do church this way, and it has to, like, everything has to look this way. Um, because they still allow people like to keep their culture, right? So, like, if you're a Muslim and you begin to follow Jesus, like, but they still pray five times a day and they still to they God, just, but like, to God, thanking him for Jesus, like, thanking him for the for a savior and for his son, right? But like, uh-huh. they keep all of their old.
0: Cultural stuff. Yeah, cultural stuff. It switches from religion to them to culture.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Super, fa- it's super fascinating. Yeah. Super
0: interesting. Yeah. Mm. Okay, Amber, thank you so much for coming on the happy hour. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was so fun to talk Man. to you. Man. And I'll put in the show notes everywhere people can find you because um, I know that, like, what we talked about earlier in the shows super heavy and it's super you know traumatic and and you've walked that road and so i know that people are going to want to get some resources from you so yeah. i'll make sure they can find you and
1: yeah absolutely please the stuff that you
0: do out there so thanks for being willing to share and um thanks for going first so the other women can go second
1: oh thank you so much for having me it was really fun talking to you
0: it was great so now go play that xbox with your son oh
1: my gosh can you even believe how naughty he just was <laughs>
0: <laughs> the listeners don't even know what we're talking about because we edited him out. So, but
1: oh, he's coming in the room again. Oh, right? here he comes.
0: Here he comes. Um, okay, Amber, you guys have a great week. Thanks for coming on the happy hour. Thank
1: you so much.
0: Bye. Thanks again to Campari for sponsoring today's episode. These are products that moisturize skin and hair. They smell great, but without any sulfates, silicones, GMOs, and parabens. Instead, Campari products are made with 100% organic coconut oil. Guys, let's say aloha to the best skin and hair of your life with Kapari. Go to kaparibeauty.com slash jamie to get 20% off your order. That's Kapari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com slash jamie for 20% off. Friends, wasn't that a great conversation with Amber? I hope and I pray that if you are someone that has walked through severe trauma like this, that you will reach out and that you will take that first step of telling a safe person about your pain and your hurt, that you'll seek out biblical counseling and healing for your pain, Also, I hope you also know that I am so sorry for whatever you might've walked through, but I want you to hear this. God has not left you, he will not leave you, and his love for you is bigger than any love in the world. Amber gave us some great books, um, ideas for dealing with trauma, and so I hope that if you need those, you can pick those up as well. Speaking of book ideas, I told you guys about the Summer Book Club, and I just wanna scream because I love reading, and I love reading with friends, and we're picking some great books for you to read this summer. Summer Book Club is here. Today, the sign-up is live, and we would love to have you join us. Here's what you need to know. Our June book is from Kristen Shell, and it's called The Turquoise Table. It comes out June 6th, and we're going to start reading it as soon as it gets to your doorstep. It's going to be a great read to start the summer with because a few things. It's an easy read, um, and it's about building community, which is something that I think all of us listening either desire or want or want to get better at, and what a great time then the summer to try to cultivate that with those around us. Guys, you can get your copy of the book at my webpage, jamieivy.com slash store. Just look under the read tab. But here's what you really need to remember. To sign up to the book club, go to jamieivy.com slash book club. Super easy. After you sign up, we're going to send you information on the Facebook group and how to buy the book just in case you forgot. So the number one page that you need to remember is jamieivy.com slash book club. I hope that you guys can join us because Kristen's coming to my house and we're going to have a happy hour book club, which you know we have fun at our happy hours. Guys, today's show is edited by Logan Garza. The music is from Jason Poe. In case you missed two super fun shows last week, let me tell you about them real quick. First, we celebrated three years last Wednesday with our three-year anniversary show. You heard from four of my friends. Plus, we announced the dates for the next Happy Hour Live. I hope you heard that. On the Happy Half Hour this Friday, you heard from my friend Allie Worthington. Next week, my guest is Cheryl Scruggs. You remember when I had her daughter on a couple weeks ago, Lauren Scruggs Kennedy? And so I told her I was gonna invite her mom on the show. Well, she's here. Remember how Lauren told us that her parents were divorced when she was young and then they remarried? Well, now we get to hear the whole story from Cheryl. I loved this interview and it was such an encouragement to me to see someone, you know, a couple of years ahead of us walking through this road, the hardships and the successes and clinging to Jesus all along. I love this interview and I think you will as well. Guys, I just threw like a water hose of information at you. <laughs> like I just told you, 18 web pages. All kinds of amazing sponsors of today's show that have great deals for you. But here's what you need to know every week about the show. If you need any links to anything we talked about, we put it all up on the show notes. If you go to my webpage, jamieivy.com, everything is there. If you forgot how to sign up for the book club, it's there. If you forgot how to get your 20% off with Kapari Beauty, it's there. If you want to know about Lily Jade, it's there. If you want to know about the books that Amber mentioned, they're all there. So you can listen and you don't have to worry about writing anything down because you can always go find the information later. Guys, enjoy your week, share the show with a girlfriend, and have a happy hour with a friend. Hey guys, you are listening to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey.